Hello, thank you so much for tuning in today. You're listening to Westside Ministries San Diego with me, Ginger Cansino. Thank you so much for taking your time to listen to this teaching. I would like, I'd also like to say that I do have two books that are available. One you can just email me at westsideministries at cox.net to get for free, Rebellion, uh, from Rebellion to Redemption. It'll come uh, through the email as PDF and also God in the Road Less Traveled through Amazon. And at the bottom of the book, it says West Side Ministries instead of my name as the author. So both of those books are available. Um, also, I am a life coach. You can visit Cancino Life Coaching um, on Facebook, like the page and share it and um, see if life coaching is something that would benefit you. Today, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about Psalms 143 verses 10 and 11. I love the book of Psalms because there is so much encouraging and and inspirational, if I could get it out, um, writings in this book. And no matter what you're going through, it just seems like you can open up this book and then boom, right there it is. Whatever it is that you're going through and you need, you know, it's in Psalms. And Proverbs is a very good book, instructional book uh, to read also. It has a lot of good information in there about being a child of God. And, and I just love those two books. In fact, I don't know if anyone's heard of of uh, scripture mapping or verse mapping is what it's called, but I've started verse mapping, and it's really a wonderful way to get into um, verses that stick out to you in chapters. So let's say you're reading chapter one of Psalms and a verse just just really pops out at you. You would take that verse and then you would break it down into into different um, like Greek and Hebrew meaning and uh, other translations and what is God saying to you through that verse. And it just really helps you to dig a little deeper and get a better understanding of what the Word of God is saying to you on a daily basis. So if you're interested in verse mapping, just email me, westsideministries at cox.net, and I can send you a PDF form of a verse mapping page, and then you can print it out on a printer and just print as many of them out as you want and then just start verse mapping yourself. It is it is very informative and it's fun because it does open up doors of of the meanings of certain words in scripture that you may not have noticed before. We're going to start Psalms 143 verse 10 and 11. Verse 10 says, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your good spirit lead me on level ground for your name's sake. Lord, preserve my life in your righteousness. Bring me out of trouble. These two verses are very inspiring to me because the psalmist is asking God Teach me to do your will. And then he's acknowledging you are my God. And he's acknowledging again that your spirit, God, is good. Lead me on level ground, on righteous ground. 
So what this psalmist is saying here is that we need God. We need to be asking God to teach us his will for our lives. If we go around planning every single thing and not including God in our plans of what we're doing, we can get into a lot of trouble. We can start doing things that are fruitless, not fruitful. And sometimes, even though it can be toward things of God, if God's not calling us to do that certain thing, then it's fruitless. We're doing it in vain and we're wasting our time. We need to be asking God to teach us his will for our life so that we know which way he would have us to walk and that we can be mindful of doing his will for our life, not something that we've planned. Take, for instance, you're wanting to switch jobs and you've got three or four job proposals And so you have a decision to make. And if you just go for the one, oh, well, this one's more money. Yes, you know, we all need money in this world. It makes the world go round. But sometimes God is not calling us to take the job with more money. He's calling us to take the job with more opportunities, especially opportunities to reach others for his glory, honor, and praise. So let's say that we decide we're going to take the job with more money. And that's not God's will. But doors can open that are not God's will. That's why we always got to ask God, open the doors that you would have open, close the doors that you would have closed for us. Because I don't ever want to walk through a door that was not God's will. So let's say that we take that opportunity for that job because it's more pay. But then we realize it's more demanding. It's less family time, less personal you time. And then it starts to take a toll on the marriage and the family time. And then it starts to burn you out personally, because you have no you time. You have no, no chill time for yourself. God didn't want that position for you because of those reasons. Money is not everything. So when we don't ask God to guide us and lead us, we can go through a door that we're not supposed to. A few years back, I was looking for another job within the same company that I work for. And I put in an application because it was going to be closer to where we lived. I wouldn't have to drive because let me tell you, the freeways out here in California are crazy. When you're sitting in traffic to go 15 miles and you're sitting there for 35 to 40 minutes. No, no, no. That's not how I want to spend my time if I can help it. But sometimes people can't help it. But I wanted a job closer to where we lived. So I saw a job and I put in for it. And I kept praying, you know, is this your will, God? Is this your will, God? I, I just I just want your will done. What do you want me to do? And so I went for the interview. And as I was sitting in the interview, talking to the doctor that I would be working with, 
all of a sudden I just felt this real overwhelming feeling of no, 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 this is not for me. This is not the job for me. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. So I sat there and I finished the interview and I went home and I was like, oh Lord, you know, is that you? Am I supposed to, to not just, just tell them that I'm, you know, backing my application out of this position? And he confirmed that that job was not for me. So I just backed out of that, um, of that hiring process. And it was probably about a week later, another job came open, uh, closer to my home, actually, you know, here in the same area as the other job, but it was to do with a lot of computer stuff. And I was like, Ooh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can do all this computer stuff. And so I went ahead and put in for it. And I um, went to the interview and everything. And God opened that door for me. And I've been working in that position for five years. I've been with the company for going on uh, 12 years. Uh, but Or 11 years, excuse me. But um, I switched jobs five years ago inside the company. And I do enjoy this job very much. And it's like a mile and a half from where we live. And there's little stress. Of course, every job has little stress. But it's not the stress that I would have gotten from the other job if I would have taken it. And the hours would have been much longer with the other job than the current one that I have. So that's how God works. If we ask him to be in control of our lives, he's going to lead us in the area that he wants us to be so that it's better for us in our lives, but also so that we can reach people for his glory, honor, and praise. So when we ask him to teach us to do his will, that is what he will do. And when we say, I'm going to read verse 10 again, teach me to do your will for you are my God. May your, may your good spirit lead me on level ground. When we ask him to lead us to righteousness, the Holy Spirit will come into our hearts and he will start taking inventory and he'll say, okay, this needs to go. That needs to go. This needs to be sweeped out. That's okay to stay. You know, he will start leading us in areas that we need work on. I... God has worked on me a lot and I still need a lot of work. We all do. We're not ever going to be perfect until we get to heaven and reign with Christ for all eternity. So we're all going to be worked on until the day that we make it to heaven. It's just a given. But as we're being worked on, God allows opportunities to come our way to strengthen us and strengthen our faith and our walk with him. And he pulls us onto righteous ground when we ask him to search our hearts and to clean out what is not of him. That's the thing is being born in this world. We have things in our lives that are not of God. We may do things that we don't realize that we do on a daily basis that are not of God. Say things and, 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 you know, criticize or, or judge people and not even really realize you're doing it because you've done it pretty much your whole life. So then, then the Holy Spirit comes into our hearts after we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And he says, okay, this is all got to change, but don't 
be afraid because I'm going to help you change this. And so then the Holy Spirit starts leading us into the righteous ground that we're to be on for God's will to be done in our lives. He'll show us programs that we shouldn't be watching. He'll show us clothes that we shouldn't be wearing. He'll tell us things that we shouldn't be saying or doing around people. You know, sometimes we can say things that just pop right out of some people don't think before they speak and the holy spirit is helping me to think before i speak sometimes things still do just pop right out of my mouth it's according to what kind of day i'm having you know it's just we're all human but the holy spirit is teaching me to take a breath to analyze break down what the person said and to respond appropriately and when we do that we can hurt less feelings And we can apologize less than if we don't do that at all. So we need to pray that God will teach us his will and that his spirit, the Holy Spirit, will lead us onto righteous ground. Verse 11, for your name's sake, Lord, preserve my life in your righteousness. Bring me out of trouble so we can ask God to keep evil from us. I've been praying the Jabez prayer for a few weeks now. And it goes, uh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory. Keep your hand upon me. Keep evil from me. And when I ask God to keep evil from me, I'm asking him anyone or any evil spirit that has an agenda against me because I'm a child of God that I rebuke and I cancel in the name of Jesus. And I ask God to keep that evil from me. You know, if we're around a lot of evil, it can start creeping in. If we're around more worldly people than we are godly people, the worldly evil part can start creeping in. And the next thing you know, you're just like you were before Christ cleansed you of all your sin. So we need to ask God to bring us out of trouble, to keep us from evil, so that when we get around other people, that negativity, that evil spirit that is oppressing them, that is trying to get on our backs, we can ask God to keep that from us, and He will. He will keep that from us. We have to understand that we are in a spiritual warfare against Satan and his imps. He is trying to take the true children of God down any way, shape, or form that he can. And we've got to understand that we've got to clothe ourselves in righteousness and keep ourselves close to God. We can't start backing up because we're in a trial or going through a tribulation. We have to stand firm and continue to push forward and ask God to help us through the trial that we're going through and show us what he wants us to learn when we're going through this trial because trials are here to help form us and to help mold us into the person that God would have us to be. For his glory, honor, and praise. We are here for God. This life is fleeting. It's here one day, gone the next. But but eternity is forever. 
And if we're going to spend eternity with God forever and ever, never to end, we need to allow him to rule and reign in our life, that we go to him first, that we ask him first, that we pray to him daily. You know, you don't always have to get in your prayer closet. The Bible says pray without ceasing. When you're standing there washing your dishes, pray. When you're standing there folding the clothes, pray. When you're um, helping one of your children with homework, you know, ask God to give the give your son or daughter wisdom and knowledge, discernment and understanding to to grasp what you're trying to teach them about their homework. It's all about God. Every single second of our lives is about God. If God tells you to stop doing something, stop doing it. If God asks you to do something, go do it. I know that it is scary to step out and go up to a stranger and say something to them about God. I know I've been there. And there have been times when I didn't do it. And I wished I had of. And there have been times that I did do it. And I, I, I thanked God so much that he gave me his strength. And even when he gives me his strength, sometimes the devil just gets into your ear and says, oh, that person's going to make a scene or they're going to be, you know, hateful toward you or something. But we're going to have to get to the point in life where we do not care what other people think, say, or do about us. It's all about God or it's nothing. Period. It's about God. And we need to focus on God all day, every day. I have a little song that I sing throughout the day. It's a prayer song that I made up. And it's a prayer close to my heart. And I'll, I'll be doing the dishes and I'll be singing this prayer to God. Because it is, it's the desires of my heart and and he gave me those desires so we need to pray to god always in everything and ask him to bring us out of trouble and he will know this know that when we ask something faith believing he will do what he says he will do in J in the book of james it says that if you lack wisdom ask him who gives it liberally to those who ask. All you got to do is ask him and believe that he'll do it. And he will. And believe you me, he will. He will. Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open unto you. All you have to do is ask. We always want to ask according to his will. Sometimes we will ask things that is not his will for our life and he will say no. And we have to be okay with that. Sometimes it's pretty disappointing when he says no and it's something that you really would like to do. But he says no. But we have to accept that and move on and say, okay, God, there is a reason that you closed that door. And I need to understand that you have something better for me. So I'm going to wait on you and go through the door that you open. And he always does. He always does. You know, sometimes we feel like we've been going through a trial for years and years. Waiting and waiting and waiting. And just saying, God, when is it going to be our turn? When is it going to be our time? 
It will be our time when it's God's time. And we don't want to rush anything. We don't want to make anything happen before it's supposed to because we want to make sure that it's God's perfect timing and then it'll all work out. It won't mess up. We won't mess anything up because it's God's timing, not ours. So we need to pray Psalms 143, 10 and 11. We need him to teach us his will for he is our God. His spirit is good and the Holy Spirit will lead us to the land of the uprightness. And then we need to ask him to keep us out of trouble, to be with us, to watch over us, to guard our mouths and our tongues to guard our minds that we don't let any unpure, unholy thing cross it. And if it does, which it will from time to time, because Satan loves to throw them darts and arrows into our minds, then we just ask God to forgive us. And we move forward knowing that he has. I really like the book of Psalms and I am doing a study. I was saying earlier about the verse mapping. I am doing verse mapping through all of Psalms. And, you know, I just encourage you to do the same. Take one chapter a day, read it and whatever verse pops out at you, write it down and then look it up in Hebrew and do some other translations. The King James Version was the first translation. The New King James Version is very similar to that. The Amplified Bible goes into more detail than the King James and the New King James. And we just have to understand that God loves us and he wants to have a relationship with us and he wants to be there for us. He does not want us pushing him out like the Israelites did when they were in the wilderness for 40 years. He doesn't want us to push him out. He wants us to invite him in. All we have to do is open the door and he will come in and he will sup with us and we with him, the Bible says. He wants a relationship. Pray, read the Bible. Ask him to teach you his will for your life. Remember Psalms 143, 10 and 11. Go home and read it and then meditate on it. And know that God is for our good and that he loves us no matter what we go through, no matter how we mess up. But he does expect us to ask for forgiveness when we mess up and to pick up our cross daily and live separate from how the world is living. We're not to blend in, we're to stand out. Because Jesus certainly did not blend in when he was on earth. He stood out. And the Pharisees could not stand it. And this, the, the society that we live in today is like the Pharisees. Jesus done amazing things for people, healing them, setting them free, delivering them. But the Pharisees only saw jealousy and rage when it came to him. They did not want people to stop following them to follow him. And that's the way our society is today. They don't want to lose the numbers that they have in the people that they have in their little communities. They don't want to lose them to Christ. So they're going to attack. They're going to 
to uproar and make loud noises toward the children of God, but we are to stand out, not blend in. So I hope that you like this teaching. You can email me Westside Ministries at cox.net. You can visit me Westside Ministries San Diego Facebook page. Again, if life coaching services would benefit you, uh, Cancino Life Coaching Facebook page, uh, like it, share it, message me. And I would be more than happy to tell you more about it. Connect with other brothers and sisters in Christ. Get closer to God and He will get closer to you. Read your Bible and spend time in prayer and you will not regret it. And you will have the fuel that is given by God to go through trials and tribulations. And when you call on Him, He will answer you. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. He will reveal things to you that you never thought possible. And he will do things through you for other people, for his glory, honor, and praise that you never thought possible. Give Christ a chance. What have you got to lose? Anything else that you're doing in your life, if you're not a true believer in Christ, anything you're, anything else you're doing in your life is not ever going to mount up to who Christ is. And it's never going to fill the void that is in your heart that was placed there before you were in your mother's womb. That can only be filled by Christ. It's never going to be filled by drugs, by sex, by partying, by multiple jobs and staying busy and being a workaholic. It's never going to be filled by anything but Christ Jesus. So if you want to accept Jesus Christ today, all you have to do is just say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe that you died on the cross for me and you rose three days later and that you are alive in heaven today. Fill my heart. And then just tell him that you want him to lead you and guide you in all righteousness. In Jesus' name. And then find a good Bible-based church. Email me. If you live somewhere and you don't go to church anywhere and you're wondering what good churches are around you, email me, Westside Ministries at Cox.net or Facebook, Westside Ministries San Diego uh, Facebook page. Message me and we together will find you a Bible-based church that you can grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And find out what his will is for your life. He will teach you his will. His spirit is good. And the Holy Spirit will lead you to the land of the upright. Trust in Christ today. Thank you so much for listening. And God bless.